You are listening to the Pork Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this special second episode of the week of the Pork Pals Podcast. And we have a special returning host with us this evening. Woohoo! Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you back, Maeve. Excited to be here. So, how have you been? Oh, really well, really well. Busy with work, but listening to the podcast as always. Okay, that's a fucking lie anyway. <laughs> no, no, I've been, I've been keeping an eye on my own co-host now. Good stuff, good stuff. So, the reason we're back for our second episode of the week Summer House. Oh, do you know what? I have to say, and it was said a few times through the episode, but the seven of them really just made the episode. It was like old times. There was just a fun vibe. It's just not going to stay like that, though. Sure, it's not. No, you could even see it like when Gabby was on the phone to Lindsay and, oh, just the seven of us was so great. And you could see Lindsay being like, but what about us? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Like, Gabby is friends, obviously, with Lindsay and Carl. But that was, like, so much a jab. I would consider that a real jab. I don't know whether she took it as a... That she was doing it as a jab. But it was definitely a jab. Oh, it was 100% a jab. But I don't think... Would Lindsay pick up on that? I don't know. Probably not. Because she probably wouldn't expect Gabby to say it. But... I, it had to hit her, whether she admits it or not. It definitely, it should have hit home because, like, what's the what's what's not here? And it's Lindsay and Carl. And like bullshit. Yeah, like I mean, the girls talked about it. No passive aggressiveness. No worrying about who's in the kitchen, who's around the place. Like, it's just a better atmosphere when they're not there. Yeah, and like, if you're going away every weekend to the Hamptons. Like, why do you want to be worried about who's in the kitchen? It's about getting drunk, having fun with your friends and just enjoying your weekend. Exactly. Like, that's just bullshit. You put up with enough crap during the week in your job and your everyday life. It Going to the Hamptons every weekend is escapism. That's the way I would see it. If I was doing that, it's pure escapism. It's getting away from the daily grind to just have fun and enjoy yourself. And if you have to face every weekend, kind of going, oh, who's going to be arguing this weekend? Who's Lindsay going to start? And are Carl and Lindsay going to be getting on? That's a fucking nightmare. 100%. And you can even see, like, the little video clips we got from them being in DC just look like a drag. Look, I don't know. Any The listener to the podcast will know I am not a Lindsay fan. But what is Wehort just crawling up the arse of every fucking uh, Bravo celebrity out there? Like, I mean, it's Ariana's hole that she's that she's up at the moment, and that's how they got the invite to the White House. Like, seriously. But I think it's like we said on kind of last year's podcasts. Lindsay is trying to change herself, so she has a job at the end of all of this. So she's trying to become more like an influencer than a Bravo lab. Only... Even Carol said it like, oh, we're Z-list compared to Ariana. Yeah, of course. That's all she is. She's a fucking, she's a no mark. She's a nobody. 
Like, I mean, nobody outside the world of Summerhouse and people who watch Bravo know who the hell she is. There's no mainstream crossover there at all. So I don't know. But look, they're not there. They weren't there anyway this week. And I was thankful for that because it made for a pretty good episode. Um, Two new cast members. Oh, my God. West is just brilliant. From the moment he got collected by uh, Amanda and Kyle, he was just like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, he seems uh, like so often they've brought in new guys into the house and they've either been really quiet or, you know, they've been just a bit too much in your face in some cases. But this guy seems to have a little bit of a balance where he's not, he's taking his time. He's not up, you know, giving it loads, but he's willing to put himself out there a little bit. Like he cooked dinner the first night. He's talking to people and he seems to be getting on, which is good. It's a good start. And he's very funny. Oh, 100%. He's he just, is. 100%. And when they were at the carnival and, like, he'd won all the stuffed toys and he just fires them at Sagira. Well, you mind them. I'm going to get a beer. And she's just like, oh, <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> like, I have to say, the line of the episode was when he turned to Paige in the kitchen. He said, uh, so what time will you be starting to do the dishes at Paige? <laughs> that was good. I have to say, that was good. Yeah. No, it just really, it's what you needed. We need that new energy in this season because like that Sam's not there now and she was quite high energy that we do need. Oh, we definitely need something to pump up some of these characters. Like Sierra needs something to get her moving because at the end of last season, I thought she was done. I thought she was done as a character. I didn't see any future for her. I just thought she was boring. So there has to be something there to drag her into the mix. Otherwise, it's just going to be another episode of the fucking Bets or Betty's lying around, <laughs> lying around all day, fucking scratching their holes and talking shit. But uh, hopefully, good start. Um, Jesse, Jesse Solomon, who really does sound like he should be a character in TV somewhere. Yeah, it definitely has to be, like, especially like a cartoon character. Yeah, he does. He sounds like a cartoon character. But he works in finance, investor relations. Like, is that even a job? It is. It's popping champagne corks and bringing rich assholes to see strippers. Like, that's what it is. It's schmoozing. It's professional schmoozing. Oh, I wouldn't be able for that now. I'm horrendous, horrendous at that small talk. Like, you're either going to talk to me or you're not. There's no way I can just lick your arse. Yeah. Oh, and he is a professional arse licker. Like, that's what he does. He licks people's arse and asks them for money. That's that's his job. I don't know. Like the girl said, and I actually kind of agree with them. Uh, he reminds them of a younger version of Carl from like the early days. You can kind of see that. But then he was walking around with a plastic tech uh, American flag cowboy hat. And I just felt like he didn't make the commitment to the team. Yeah, he was he was trying, but he just wasn't trying hard enough. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's. I think that's fair. To be honest, I did think it was funny when they talked about you know, uh, West would find your clit and fucking <laughs> Jesse be Jesse be still there looking for us. This it? Am I close? <laughs> oh, I have to say, I love Amanda and Paige and all them when they get together. They're so funny when they're in good form. Yeah. When yeah. they're in good form. So speaking of Amanda, 
Um, we're seeing her and Kyle obviously now first time since Winter House, and the things were really seem good when they were in Winter House. Things seem to have shifted a little bit. I don't. They're not in trouble, but they've got some issues. That yeah, it's like uh, Amanda has found her independence from Kyle, like with their relationship and being friendship wise, and then he's kind of like missing that having her by his side at all times. Yeah, like it's it's a tough one because obviously if he's away a lot, and we we know he is away a lot. We see him on social media. He's up and down the country promoting Lover Boy, and that's like I mean he's he's. He's still trying to push this brand forward. Like, I mean, he's, he's got to be doing this for quite a while. Um, so that's a hard job. And he's away a lot. And he comes home. And obviously, she, as you say, she's got this bit of independence where she doesn't necessarily need to be all up in his shit the whole time. And yet, when he comes home, he just wants to be with her. And that's not necessarily reciprocated. Yeah, like she wants to do it on her terms the same way he wants to do it on his terms. Yeah, I do think that, I think it's funny because obviously there's a bit of an age gap between, it's not huge, but there is a, a there is a bit of an age gap. Amanda was quite young when, like looking back, when you look back at pictures of them from like season one and like Amanda was so young, like I mean, Kyle was almost 30, but actually I think he was 30 more and Amanda was only like in her early 20s, so the difference then and it's kind of like she is now where Kyle was then yeah almost even though they're in a relationship it's it's a funny switch in the dynamic where he's in a completely different place now altogether yeah he's just work focus spend time with her like settle down and then she just wants to have a bit of fun but also be with Kyle at the same time yeah I get the whole thing about the kids they felt they weren't ready to have a kid What's the fucking problem with buying a house? But you see, it's a big, big investment. And like like that, he has his new business where he may not have the money to actually just buy it. He might have to take out a mortgage. Yeah, they would have made. Yeah, they're going to they take out a prenum? mortgage. Did they sign that fucking thing in the end? I don't know. But if they did, I'm sure that comes into it. Yeah. I don't know, but this just the whole thing about buying a house. Like, it's a fucking house. You're just paying rent. Like, you're just throwing away money. I thought they. Oh, I thought he owned that. No, rent. they don't. They just, they just rent like everybody else. And I get that, you know, buying is not necessarily, it's not as easy because property prices are higher, but so are rent prices. It's all relative. So, like, if you can afford the rent, you can probably afford the mortgage. Yeah, but then might it create that if he's putting more money into the house than, say, Amanda is, would it create that her feeling less than maybe she wants to put in the same amount of money so they're equal? Yeah, but they're both they're both in this business together. Like, I mean, they're, they're married now. It's not, it shouldn't be that. Their money is their money. But some people are weird like that. How many times like do we hear stories of people saying, oh, well, like, this is how we split our money and I pay for this and he'll pay for that. But we're completely different. Yeah, we're completely different in that we just split everything down the middle. It doesn't matter. Everything is just even. Yeah. And that's it, because we're a partnership and we're a team. And at the end of the day, if you're in a partnership, if it is 50-50, it's got to be 50-50 all the way. 
Otherwise, that is going to cause problems. It's got to be split down the middle. But you are right. People do do things differently and, you know, each to his own. But I don't know. I, I get the baby thing, but the whole... You know, just throwing good money after bad, renting. Like, you're in your 40s, just buy a fucking house already. Get over yourself. Yeah, like, we bought our house and we haven't looked back. So, don't know why anybody else is not doing it. Exactly, exactly. Get off the fucking fence, Kyle. Buy a house. Cop on to yourself. Um, apart from that, not really an awful lot to talk about this week. Like, everything is just kind of first episode, typical first episode summer house. Everybody arriving and just catching up with where people are um interesting to see that danielle like obviously we know more about how danielle and Lindsay are at this point in time but at that moment it was interesting to see that Lindsay and danielle had started to move together again they had had a conversation during the spring that it wasn't just going to be you know them at loggerheads that they were going to put that aside and get on for the sake of the house. So they were making moves already. Yeah, no, it's good. Look, I said that, but I, I'm just this type of person where if me and you are friends and then we fall out, I'm never looking back. So I, to see Danielle opening up to Lindsay and starting that, it's, I suppose it's nice now knowing that she needed her, but I'd still be weary personally because that's just how I would be. Um, but it was funny as well to see with Danielle how this is going to be our bad bitch era. Yeah. After watching Winter House. Yeah, well, like, I mean, you were already a bit of a bad bitch. Like, I mean, let's face it, the way you treated uh, that, I can't even think of it, Brian. The way she treated Brian over that box in Winter House. Like, (laughs) kicking her around the place and, you know... Talking about being a bad bitch, like that image, that just doesn't suit Danielle. No, she's just too nice. Yeah, it's not her. Actually, while we're on the subject of Danielle, what do you make of the Robert story that obviously... Oh, he was 100% carrying on. Now, whether he actually did anything or if it was like just flirtatious conversation and texts and like sneaky looks across the kitchen, they were 100% vibes there before they broke up. Yeah, like, I did think of footy, like, I mean, obviously, look, it, it's a show, but the way the girls were, and it was like, well, he's got a new girlfriend now, and they say, oh, that was quick, and, you know, Danielle's like, yeah, well, there could have been some crossover, and they were like, ah, yeah, but, and as soon as she said, they worked together, oh, no, there was definitely crossover there, they're straight on it, they knew right well, and in fairness, you'd have to know, yeah. like, I mean, that there was moves being made. Like that, because that is way too quick. Yeah. But that's one thing. Um, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, when you're tuning in. But it seems to be a thing, whether it's just celebrities or American celebrities, but they move on very quick. Like, why can't you just spend some time by yourself? Yeah. And then just get to know yourself outside of that relationship again and start again. Yeah. Like, what's this incessant? Listen, I never got the incessant need people had to be in a relationship. Now, I've probably been in some form of relationship most of my adult life, but I've never gone looking for it. It's just always kind of fall. I've just always kind of fallen into it. 
But do you seem to just constantly seek it out? Were you trapped against your will, were you? Oh, 100% trapped against my will, definitely. I'm like a caged animal struggling <laughs> to get free over here. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, no, it is. It is a weird thing. You'd imagine they just, people with such busy schedules, like, let's face it, Robert's not a celebrity, but he is busy as a chef. Yeah. This is one thing he complained about. Oh, he never has time, this, that, and the other. But, well, then just take some time for yourself. Just be by yourself. Enjoy your career for a while. And then, start when, again. and then start again when you feel you can. Like, I mean, because if you just got to spend the rest of your life working, well, you may as well just, you know, hang your hat. Now, what are you doing it for? Because you're never going to get to enjoy it anyway. But that's the whole, that's a part of American culture that I'll never understand, is the bit where people spend their whole lives working their ass off to what? To do what? To Leave it to their kids, die when they're fucking 67 of a heart attack or, you know, just as they're about to retire. Like, yeah, probably they're building up to afford medical care for when they do die. Well, that's probably it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that if they do get sick, they can afford to pay for it. But um, but that's really, that's the bulk of what happened this week. There wasn't much else. We're looking forward to the season ahead, I think. Oh, I can't wait. And it sounds so terrible, but I'm so happy that they got the demise of Carol and Lindsay's relationship on camera. Yes. And not from a, I'm glad they broke up, although I didn't think they were right together. I We said it all along. We called it here very, very early, but because I think we deserve to see it. Yeah. After putting up with all that shit, I think we deserve to see and it's this. it's just great TV. It reminds me of like Geordie Shore days where there wasn't much on the, t- like, on the news and the internet about what would happen. So you'd have to see one season where there was a couple together and then by the following season they were broken up. But you didn't know what happened in between. Yes, and that's what the, these vibes are. Like, yeah. I mean, because we know they break up, but we just don't know the full story. And yeah. it, although we're starting to get the picture, yeah. the picture is starting to come true. So, yeah, really looking forward to the season ahead and can't wait for next week's episode. Oh, I can't wait. And if you're tuning in to our episode for Summer House, there'll also be an eight-minute clip as well on our page of next week's episode. So check that out. Maeve, thanks very much for jumping in and saving Donna's ass this week. And hopefully we'll see you again on the podcast soon. And to everybody else, we will see you next week for our regular episode on Tuesday. Enjoy this podcast, lads. It's been great. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.